Passionate Teachers, a podcast for teachers of English. Hello, hello, girls. How are you, Josie? How are you, Cami? I'm great, by the way. What about you guys? I'm okay, too. I've been working so much, but thank God. And it's sunny again. Winter is going away. We love sunny days, right, Cami? I can't be happy because here every day is sunny. So it makes no well, difference. I'm not happy. My friends that live, live up north, they say, yeah, try very hot days with a mask on. And I go like, hmm. Mm-hmm. No, try, try to walk at the beach wearing a mask. My God. And then you tell me. It's terrible. Oh this is why I spend all my time inside the water, so I don't have to wear a mask. There's very few people inside the water in this time of the year where we are. Right, Josie? It's cold, yes. the water. It's freezing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. By the Sorry. way, what are we gonna talk about in this Our podcast? Our podcast will be on air now. And this time we prepared something very interesting. We like caixinha de perguntas, right? We always like to answer people's caixinhas. It's so interesting because then people will have the answer or the question and they will answer us. So this time we want to know from you listeners, what do you want to know from us about profession, about uh, the, the things we need to do, methodology, curiosities, uh, whatever. Josie, if you were to make a question to passionate teachers, what would it be? Oh, I have lots of questions because if you are a beginner teacher, maybe you have lots of questions to ask us because we have so much experience and then you can you can mm-hmm. enjoy this opportunity. If I, if I were a teacher in the beginning, I would ask the very first one, how do I start? Yes. What do I do? Who do I follow? Um, what is the best book or should I use uh, original materials or should I use my own? I don't know, so many things, right? Kami, what would you ask us if you were not us? What video conference platform should be used? Which one is the best? Mm-hmm. And talking about money, that it was our last podcast. And then we can talk about how can I personify my, my mm-hmm. classes? And then uh, you can use contracts and how can you how can you have your vacation? This is the most important thing that I received on July. <laughs> In <laughs> January, how can I have two vacation on yes. year? January yes. and July. More yes. than that, I have always worked for a school. Now I feel that I need to start my own steps. How can I start my company? How can I be independent? Oh my God, there, there are so many questions that people can ask us, right? Let's wait. Let's see for the first one. Let's see who we have here. Let's take a look. I'm super curious. Let's look. Who is the first one? Hello everyone, this is Julio Leitas. I'm a business English teacher, project manager, and also education management consultant 
Thank you very much for inviting me. My question is, which percentage of your current students would rather have face-to-face -face classes when the pandemic is over, and which percentage would rather have online classes? Thank you very much. Cheers. Take care. Julio Vietas, thank you for your question. I don't know about the end of the pandemic because we have really no perspective on that. But what I may say right now is that 20% of people want to continue online and the rest of them want face-to-face -face classes. And I tell you why only 20%, because I deal with children and teenagers. So the number of people that want face-to-face -face classes is a lot bigger because they want this interaction. As for my adult public, that is the difference. All of them, but 5% want face-to-face -face classes. For the adult, it is a lot more comfortable staying home, not leaving, not having to park your car, not having to go to a place and just arrive home, kick off your shoes and have your class. This is my point of view. I don't know about you girls, Josie and Cami. Hey, Julio, welcome. It's a great question that you that, that you asked us. Um, actually, I'm not going to go back to face-to-face -to -face classes because when I decided to become a private teacher, it started online already. So for me, it's easier uh, to advertise my classes and then my students accept it very well. But on the other hand, I'm working on a language institute and then we, before the pandemic, I used to have classes, face-to-face uh, -face classes there. And then, uh, of course, after the pandemic, we uh, we went online, uh, but we know now in 2021, in the, the second semester, um, the, the schools have uh, started ha having the face-to-face -face classes, And but I decided not to go back uh, and then keep with my groups that they decided as well to keep online. And then for me, it's, it's much better because I can have more uh, access with lots of people from many states uh, in Brazil. So and then in not, not just the states, because I, I don't have any uh, many students from the other states, but I have uh, lots of students in Sao Paulo and then Sao Paulo is very big. And, and then I, if it were online, I wasn't able to teach these people like the, the countryside or, or, or the, the, uh, the other zone. And then for me, it's, it's much easier. So online, it's the best uh, option, it's more comfortable and financially speaking, it's much better too. Hey, Julio, it's a pleasure having you here. Thanks for your question. Uh, as I'm dealing with adults, so most of them would like to keep on going with online classes because as Tati said, it is something more comfortable for them. And they also have students from different parts of Brazil and they have one student that is living in Spain. So it's easier. The, the, the online version is much easier. Just two students I have would like to be presentially and I'm trying to convince them <laughs> to keep going online. Hello everyone, 
Renata Colombo here. I've been a teacher for 13 years now and a teacher trainer for a while. And I love to talk about different issues concerning the ELT world, especially those ones that may help the teacherpreneur on a daily basis, such as organization, mental health, creativity, and positioning in social media. So, I would like to know how you have been dealing with everything in the past two years in order to keep mentally healthy. Well, hey, to tell you the truth, I've changed everything. In the beginning of the pandemic, I freaked out. Uh, you and I had meetings with lots of other teachers from super teachers to keep our mental health, to help one another, to embrace this change, this huge change that we had. And right now at this moment, um, I feel a lot different. After one year of the pandemic, after having had lots of complications in terms of the way we worked, in terms of people, in terms of losing a lot of students because they wanted to keep the face-to-face -face classes and I refused it because I had my elderly dad at home, which I lost for the pandemic. I'm afraid to say so. And uh, my mind changed in terms that we need to leave what there is to leave. So I kind of moved to the beach, started a new sport. I now surf and my office is open skies and beautiful trees and birds chirping. So this is how I maintain my mental health in this craziness. How about you girls? Hi, Renata. It's nice to meet you, girl. Oh, I have to confess some things about my personal life to answer your question. So I used to work in a very big and famous institution here where I live in Recife. And then I got fired one month before the pandemic. So then I suffered a little bit because I didn't know what to do in that time. And since the pandemic started, I decided to work for myself. Uh, some night I was taking a course about creativity and then I thought, why can't I open my own course and online? And the world of online was something that I really didn't like. I didn't think about teaching online. And then I started to study. Actually, I studied two or three months, February, March and April. And then I decided to open the social medias and invite students to study online with me. And since then, I'm with some students and I'm loving what I'm doing. And in June, I started my first workshop for teachers to help teachers. And then I'm here and I'm really crazy and passionate about teaching online. And that's one of the things I, I really like nowadays. So I'm very happy with all of it. Hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, it's a great to see you here. Um, mental health is something that's not easy, right? In the pandemic, is something that we can uh, th that we have to talk about. Uh, but in my case, I I was able to I, actually I have been dealing very well with this because I can I can separate uh, so uh, a few times of my week, I actually every day to have a snack, to have a snack. No, sorry, <laughs> to have have a nap because I always think about food. Uh, this is one of the things that I developed. Uh, a lot in this pandemic so this this uh, i can consider my my therapy like cooking 
and then I prepared lots of recipes and then I posted sometimes on stories. Uh, this is something that made me feel very happy. And also I was able to read, uh, to have more time to read, to watch series too, because before the pandemic I didn't have so much time because I used to work in two schools and then I, I, I spent all day long uh, outside, uh, outside, the, uh, outside the home. So, and then this pandemic, I, I can say that I uh, it's not being easy, of course, to be online all day long, but I try to separate uh, a few times to rest, to to stand up, to to go to the street, to go to the supermarket, to buy something, just to walk, because I can say that I, I have to develop this, uh, to do something, to do exercises, to keep our our minds better, right? Because if, if our minds uh, are not better, we're not going to work well, right? So this is the, the things that I've been doing in this pandemic, and then I've been working, uh, I can say, quite well uh, on, on my mental health. Hey, passionate teachers, this is Stefan, and I have a question for you. My question is about the difference between remote, online, and what we now call hybrid learning. Can you really identify any differences between the three, between remote, hybrid, and online learning? All right, stay passionate, stay strong, take care, bye-bye. Hey, Stefan, thank you for your question. Well, the way I see it um, right now is that lots of people say that the online system doesn't bring as much joy as the face-to-face. -face. Uh, this, for starters, is true, right? There's nothing like human contact eye-to-eye -eye, and the little jokes that you make in between the subjects that you're teaching in a class. But the online method to my opinion, is very good because in less than one hour time, you have everything scheduled. Everything is written for the student if he wants to assess that before. And every material you use, uh, be it a video or a reading or a conversation, is there for the student to check after the class. And it works. I mean, it is very good. Everything is there before and after. And the, the organization, I would say, it's a lot better. And the learning happens. Um, parents are tired. Parents don't want to monitor their kids anymore. So this is why they ask for the face-to-face -face classes. That's my opinion, right? Now, it is very complicated for us teachers to have a whole class like I don't know, private class, I'm talking. Six students in the class, face-to-face, -face, and then you will have to have a monitor with a super duper camera connected to it so that you can reproduce the image of the student that is not there, that is someplace in his house, and the students that are with you, present there, uh, interacting with this monitor thing. But I also believe that this is a system that has come to stay. There are people that will not return because of the comfort of having classes in your house, number one, because the virus is still there and parents are afraid, number two. So this is my opinion. It does work, online does work, and it's the future. It's there. You can't deny it. And whoever doesn't adapt will be left behind. 
now I would like to hear the opinion of Josie and Kami about hybrid, about face-to-face, -face, and about online classes. Hey, Stefan, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, answering your question, um, actually, hybrid um, um, teaching is not, I think it's, it's not a good advantage because teaching online, uh, teaching face-to-face -face at the same time, for me, would be kind of chaos. So I, I would prefer or face-to-face -face or online directly. So, but um, of course, I, uh, I, I always like it to have face-to-face -face classes uh, talking about groups because I can manage better than online. Because online, um, you have to work in the breakout rooms and then you have to pay attention. Then sometimes you cannot listen to the other group because you are in, a, in one breakout rooms. In face-to-face -face classes, I, I, used, uh, I was able to hear everybody mainly with the 10 students in class so i uh, can say that i developed this this skill um during my teaching practice uh but online online classes i think i think it's better for uh small groups like uh, four or six students i prefer like ma many people when uh, when we have like in terms of the workshops with teachers because we know can uh we can uh, we can um sometimes we can behave very well and then sometimes the subject is totally different uh, from the students. So uh, I think um, nowadays, of course, we have the pandemic, we are online, but thinking, I so I'm always talking about referring about financially, think, because face-to-face uh, -face classes, you can make a lot of money, but online teaching can make lots of money, much, 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 much more money, uh, because you can choose your time, you can, you can divide, you can have classes in a row, um, you can offer other types of courses, not just teaching uh, groups, adults, children, teenagers. You can have, you can give some workshops, courses. Uh, you can, uh, you can produce your courses and send on, uh, sell online. And then, so online teaching, uh, we have, um, we have lots of possibilities for, for many reasons. You are now in your home, you are safe, and then you can make a lot of money too. Hey, Stefan, that is so good to talk to you. I always talk to the girls that I love your accent. It's amazing. <laughs> but okay, answering your question, uh, I don't see any advantage of hybrid learning because it is so bad to the teacher because the teacher must be worried with the online students looking at a camera and at the same time teaching presentially. So there is a lot of demanding. So I don't see any advantages of, about learning, hybrid learning. Uh, presentially or face-to-face -face classes is better because you see the, the people, you see the students, you can feel their energy, you can look at his or her eyes. So it's pretty good. But as we are living this moment, the online teaching is the best method, is the best idea, because as Tati said, everything's there, it is well organized, the students are prepared to that moment, and the thing that I like in the online is the student interaction. For example, as, I, as I'm teaching adults, the students, the adults, attend the classes and they are interacting all the time since I have the groups, one another, or private classes. So the student has to be there. Comparing to the presential classes, the student must be there, like in his or her body, 
but his mind or her mind sometimes are not there in the classroom. And with the online, the student has this interaction. So, uh, if I had to choose, of course, I would choose the online teaching. Hey guys, we're coming to an end. We have only one more little box to answer, and this one is very special as well. Giamantino wants to know. Hi there, Vinny here. Um, I'd like to ask you about something weird that happened. Tell, tell us a story about something weird, about, I don't know, a plot twist, about uh, a story that you did not see coming, something that was very different from your expectations that happened during your classes. Wow, what a question. Giamantino, this is really difficult to answer because I believe that odd situations happen all the time in the classes. I've had it all. I've had uh, suicidal um, students. I've had crazy parents. I've had uh, good uh, things happening too, such as students calling me from abroad telling me that they got a better uh, position in their jobs because of the English classes. I've had it all. And uh, I believe that it's interesting to state classes during the online time, right? I had, in the beginning of the online classes, a class with teenagers. Everything was going smooth. Everything was going well. All of a sudden, one of them burst into tears and starts screaming, saying, I need to go out. I need to see my friends. I can't stand it anymore. Had to stop the class to deal with this. And all the other teens were shocked as well because it was reality, because this is how they were feeling at the moment, because they could not go to parties, because they are on the verge of 15 and 15 year old parties were going and planning in the past and all of a sudden they don't have fun anymore and they were locked in their rooms which is what they like to do but they like to have the freedom not to do it if they want to and in the beginning of the pandemic this was very tough on them so this is one situation that i had that it was like very different and I really did not see it coming. Really did not see it coming. Hey, dear Diamantino, it's a really pleasure answering you a question. And by the way, that's a good question. Oh, I've already had many situations like a student that watched the class with her daughter uh, besides her and the daughter interacted with me. So it was so good. Uh, I also have already had some meeting mishaps, like I've listened to the toilet flushing <laughs> and uh, I was giving a class to a, to a woman and uh, her husband passed behind her in underwears without clothes. <laughs> so it was really funny and I didn't expect that. But also uh, has happened a good situation that I have a student that he was trying to take in some job interviews abroad. And this month he found a great job in Portugal and all the company is from Australia. So he has to use English a lot. 
So then he's going to move to Portugal till the end of this year and he's gonna work in this company. So I'm very happy that he could do it. And also I have, I also have some mentorings and one mentor I had with a guy and last year he used to have just one private student and nowadays he has more than 10 students. So I got really happy because I could help him to, to get more students. So that's it. Hey, Vini, it's a pleasure to see you here again in our podcast. Um, it's, a, it's a hard question because I'm trying to remember, um, I don't know, a, a weird, <laughs> weird something here. Um, actually, I think um, besides the like babies crying or dogs are barking, um, I don't know. Sometimes, um, ah, actually, I can I, I can say some funny stories. Actually, recently, my students, I have a couple of students, and then the the girl um, uh, decided to um, to uh, edit some photos, uh, like a background of uh, the Zoom background. It was a classroom with lots of with lots of people. It's a public public uh, photo, and then she decided to put um, uh, to edit with her her photo, her her boyfriend, and then the, the other friends who are my my students too, but they don't study together. They they study in other other times, and then they she 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 added this this image and sent to me, and then I use as a background Zoom when we have classes, and also um, every time every time that the Uh, her boyfriend got it right in an exercise. Sometimes he puts the glasses that we have the filters right on Zoom, and then um, and then all, uh, every time that he, he got it right, he puts the, those glasses, black glasses, like the turned out for what? Like this kind of uh, I don't know, remember the song. Uh, and then sometimes appear this kind of cool thing. Um, actually, let's see more. Um, Sometimes I have to cover here on my background Zoom because sometimes my fiance is is is, is sleeping because he, he works at night. So sometimes during the day he appears in front of the camera, sometimes in the bed because and then I have to position it better my camera and then sometimes I have to cover because he's there because our my, my our bedroom is our office too. So and then this is a funny uh, funny things I guess that happened in during this pandemic during these classes. Now, our last question from people that we listen to is from Andrea Poppy. Thank you, dear, for your participation in our passionate podcast. Hello there. My question is, in your opinion, which one do you consider the best method? Wow, there. What a difficult question to answer. My opinion is that the best methodology would be the one that you can get the student to feel more comfortable with uh, and yourself. I tell you why. I cannot sell what I don't know. I cannot sell what I don't believe in. So if I get a method that I don't believe in, that I don't like, that I don't think the student will develop, how can I sell this idea to the student? So In many years of experience that I have, what I see is that 
there is no best methodology per se. Uh, you have to have a method. You must have your method. And your method must consist of things that work and everything else that doesn't work but is good in that method. You shall jump, go to the next page, go to the other chapter, um, review that, read about it, try to get informed, talk to your peer teachers and see how they are dealing with that. Everything changes, you see. There is not one, one method for everybody. What may work with one student may not work for the other. So this requires a lot of thinking, studying, planning, and then you're going to get there. I don't think that someone that has been, for example, one year in Australia can come back and, and say, I'm an English teacher. Go study, get some heavy books, go get some biography, study the bests of the bests. Let's say it wrong because it's nice. Sounds good. Well, but study the best people, you know, and then you will come up with something that you believe in and that will work. And the most important thing here is not to forget what is the aim. The aim is not your personal, um, your personal mm, likes and dislikes. The goal here is the student achieving what he needs to achieve and in a short time. Nobody believes in methods that take seven years, 10 years of classes. Uh, yes, there is development. We are living proof of that because we keep studying, keep studying. We take courses, we go to places, we do our masters, we do Celta, Delta, we do Tiki we do lots of stuff. We continue studying to get better, but nobody wants to sit for seven years, a student, I mean, and uh, in the same method, you know? So this is more or less what I think. I am eager to know what you girls think about it. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for asking a question to us and answering your question. I have almost no more words to say because Tati has said all. I totally agree with her. The best method is the one that corresponds to our students' necessities. So, of course, we must study a lot. We must take all the certifications as possible. But I guess the best method is the one that matches student and teacher at the same time. So this is the best. I guess we should uh, find a way and find activities, find homeworks that our students will like and will improve and will develop. That's what I think. Hey, Andrea, dear teacher. Uh, guys, it's my teacher from TKT, so it's, uh, I can highly, highly recommend her course, okay? So, and then I, I mean, I'm looking forward to my certificates that they haven't, they haven't arrived yet. So, uh, answering, uh, answering your question, Andrea, um, I think I, I can, I'm going to agree with the girls. <laughs> Because they, they said everything, but talking about like the the theoretical uh, thing and uh, talking about the uh, that we have in books, and then I, I studied before the TKT. 
uh, I can say the post method, right? So that the the ex exactly the the, the girls um, have said um, that 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 corresponds that matches better with the student, with type of the student. Because sometimes uh, everybody's uh, there was a time ago, uh, two years ago, and uh, everybody was having uh, like a communicative approach. But sometimes communicative approach it doesn't match with a student who is very shy, right? And then sometimes doesn't doesn't have a good back uh, background of knowledge of English. Sometimes the grammar translation works better. Um, sometimes the um, the uh, um, audiolinguism works better too. Uh, sometimes we have to evaluate very deep uh, the type of the students that we have. And sometimes we have to evaluate all the group because sometimes we have groups too. And, and then sometimes test it, test. And then I, I always test all types of methodologies in my classes because um, sometimes um, in the beginning of the course, we cannot know for sure how the student will will be able to learn the course. So sometimes I test also uh, some, uh, I have a, some a variation of the methods during classes. And then sometimes, um, uh, when the method the method works, I I keep going with the students, and then when I have other students, I test uh, some some methods that that I can I consider uh, is good, right? Because I really like communicative approach, like school approach, but sometimes it doesn't work. So I have to to look again on the books. I have to read and then search more about methodology and try to uh, match with uh, with the best that um, suits my, my my students' needs. I simply love it and I love the, the music that comes along with our questions and answers. It was fun. I loved it. Yeah, me too. It was amazing answering these questions. I hope it helps people. Guys, I'd like to thank you a lot for all the questions you've made. Thanks for helping our podcast being so fun and be aware for the next one. Not only that, we're going to get news now. We are going to start to advertise courses, uh, mentoring, workshops, things that are going on in the ELT world. I think it's important because I cannot keep up with everything. Nobody can. So if we can give you a clue of what is going to happen in the next weeks, in the next month, why not? Right? Yes. All right. Sure. Count on us. Count on us. Count on us. Girls, it was a pleasure to be together again. I hope to see you next amazing. week with a very, very experienced teacher. She is awesome. Can I give a clue about her? Mm, no. No. No, no, no. no, no. And then, Joseph, let's skip, let's no skip this mystery. No uh huh. No spoiler alert. Okay, let's but, keep this mystery. Okay, but yes. she, she's a diva, right? She's a diva. Yeah. Ah, no, mm -hmm. no, no. You gave, you gave me this. Spoiler. No, I said no, she's no, a diva. No. So many people are divas. <laughs> I, I am a diva. That into you my Instagram. Let I see that into my Instagram. Let's. Have a good one. Bye. Bye bye, guys. Bye bye. Thank you so much.
You just listened to our eighth podcast from Passionate Teachers ELT. We would like to hear from you, so follow us on Instagram, Passionate Teachers ELT at Instagram. Thank you. 